long time ago, a best friend group started a group chat for texting. Then three members of that group decided to bring those group chats to life. Now, we present to you all the podcast group chat roulette. I'm Steve. I'm Ryan. And I'm Eric. Hello, boys. Happy Thursday. That's right. We are recording on a Thursday this week. It's June 10th, and we've had some baby action this week. Eric, is, is Luca here, or was it another baby? Luca is not here. I hope he doesn't come tonight. I'm having a bourbon. I told her to keep her legs shut. <laughs> um, we have Brandon Comer, Brandon Michael Comer, BMC. Um, what did what it do, what it do. Um, (laughs) I don't know what I just did there, but Brandon had a son, Ashton Carey Comer. Little Ash and Lou on the playground. Oh, I'm going to love it. They're either going to be best friends or enemies, and I'm okay with either one. Uh, I think it'll be a good story for us. I think it'll bring us together. I am worrying a bit. I'm, I'm thinking Shay has a boy was a little bit older casey has a boy too yeah no i think so i think you're right yeah i think it's a boy yes it's called it's an interesting name like ocean or something like that no <laughs> offense i don't know the name i think it's beautiful uh it's something i can't remember but it's very unique but yeah i'm worried i'm like what if ashton goes with that crew and they leave luca out you know what i mean i'm i'm just i'm thinking down the line here but anyway Ashton, we welcome you to this world. You look like a beautiful baby. He's got a beautiful face. You know why he's got a beautiful face? C-section baby. They don't get squeezed through the vaginal canal. My kid's going to look like a mushy, wrinkly sock. Conehead. A conehead. Well, if if it's a hopefully a vaginal birth. I mean, obviously, power to you, Andrea. Three fucking kids. Um, but yeah. Beautiful just, kid. Uh, looking forward to meeting Ashton. Everything, everyone's healthy, mommy and baby. So, Brandon, congrats. You're <laughs> Brandon fucking Comer, family of five. The kid who was slinging pot in high school. Jesus Christ. I'm just kidding. Eve Sham Police Facebook page. Don Causey did it, not Brandon. <laughs> now, so, do we think? Bust out. Do we, do we think that? Uh, he didn't know the first name that night or they just had other options and it finally just struck them. I, it sounded like they actually, I think they have three options or like two options. And they were like, let's see what he looks like. And then I think Brandon was okay with either or whatever it was. And Andrea was still deciding. That's what I think, but I'll have to ask. Hard for me to fathom my kid coming and even coming early and not having a name. I'm such a planner that like, and even Sarah is too, maybe not as much as me, but definitely to some degree that like, I just, I can't even put myself in a, like in the headspace of like the baby has been born and we haven't decided on a name yet. I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like, I can't, I could never be like that. It's a power. I, I really applaud those people. Like, first of all, let's let's not go crazy they at least found out the gender and all that kind of stuff like the people who don't know the gender wow can i get some of your like you know free spirited uh, yeah how how are you not planning ahead yeah 
Crazy. You think anybody will do that? Let's see. Adam found out. Dan, obvious. Dan found out, but I don't know if he cared. He was probably like, yeah, it sounds good. It's a boy. Um, Dan knew it was a boy before he even conceived it. Homo, <laughs> will he find out? Yeah, that's true. He's like, my semen only breeds men. Um, Tomo, I think, will subside to whatever his lover wants. You know what I mean? Correct. And and Allie is very if they were if they proceed on the path, we love you, Tomo. Glad that you're in love. Um, Tomo the Mule, that was his nickname in Florida, just so you guys know, inside joke, because he carried all the beach stuff. They had a stroller for beach chairs, and he said, No, 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 I got it. I got all the beach chairs. What a boss. Mark the mule. Um, <laughs> I, immediately, I thought of a drug mule. And I thought, yeah, he would be the guy with an eight ball up his ass. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. The bourbon has really hit. So I'm, I'm just going to stop now and say uh, we love the name. I do like Ashton. I thought I was totally surprised by it. Love, love the nickname of Ash, if you even go that way. But Ashton, great name. Great name for a comer. So it is a great name. And quick fact check. Uh, Casey's baby's name is Crew, not Ocean. Yes, I knew it was like a brand or something. I love, <laughs> I love the the fact checks, the, you know. Shay's got an interesting one, too. It's um, K- like Colton, I think. That's too normal. I think it's uh, like Boulder. Yeah, yeah, Boulder. <laughs> I'm digging myself a grape. They're both great interesting names i like them but yes ashton is the best because you are a comer and you guys are the best i will i will fact check that uh as we proceed on this episode but we had a fun week fun week of sports we had some sixers action i don't know if you guys watched the game a couple good phillies games um i had a really bad day today just the random bad day and I'm happy to share it with you because I really haven't told anyone other than my wife. And just immediately it happened. I said, podcast, it's got to be a story for the podcast. I'm hoping it's not something horrific that uh, you're still smiling right now. <laughs> well, if it was horrific and I'm smiling, then I'm a psychopath. It's not horrific. So uh, debatable. Typical day, typical Thursday, um, wrapped up lunch. Just started like a nice load of laundry, was getting some, you know, chores done. Work was going great. What'd you have for lunch? I had a Greek salad. Um, it's actually been my like salad of choice over like the last couple of weeks. I do I meal prep turkey meatballs uh, like, mm. with Italian seasoning. I mix it over arugula with some good Greek dressing, some feta and some croutons. Fantastic. I Sounds nice. love this. Totally yeah. great. Honestly, I literally have it a lot and it's salads can get boring, especially when you do it continuously, but I, I'm not bored of it. So I had a good lunch. Wait, wait, just real quick. The meatball, is it made meatball or is it like a frozen heat up? Like what are we talking meatball wise? Every Sunday I buy one pound of ground turkey. I put it in a bowl. I add some egg whites, one egg, a quarter cup of Parmesan cheese, a quarter cup of breadcrumbs, and then mix in Italian seasoning. Meatballs, twenty of them come out. Wow, oh. Uncle Steve, so, ready? Okay, <laughs> sounds, sounds a little. So I was feeling good. Okay, 
And I'm like, all right, I don't have a call till three o'clock. Let me go get my afternoon coffee, a nice decaf, because I don't take my, you know, uh, heartburn medication during the week. And it'll get me going for the afternoon. First decision, so nice outside. I'm going to take a lap around the block and get the mail. There was no mail in the mailbox. Remember this, right? Timing is key in this story. Timing, timing. I didn't leave at that moment. If I didn't decide to go for a walk to go to a mailbox that was empty, my life would have been different today. I get in the car. Again, timing. I'm making a right-hand turn. It's a semi-like like busy road that I live off of where my apartment complex is. You guys have both been here. You know, 35 to 40 miles per hour. So I'm making the right turn. I see like a pickup truck going semi-fast, but I'm like, okay, clearly I got enough room. Go in front of them. Another decision made. And I'm going down the hill, going down the hill. At the bottom of the hill, you guys remember it. Obviously, you've only been here once, Ryan, and Eric's been here twice, so I doubt you remember. But there's a walking path at the bottom of the hill, and there's actually a pedestrian crosswalk, okay? And I hate that because especially when you're going down the hill, you're going at least 40 miles per hour. So if someone's like, Ryan, you, you do have to slow down. I was going pretty fast because the guy behind me was going pretty fast. And from afar, I thought I saw a pedestrian, but she was kind of behind a pole. Again, another decision made. Why didn't this pedestrian just start walking? Why does she have to stand there like an idiot for like five minutes? I don't know. And I get up there and I finally see her, even though she's not walking already, everyone stops there because there's constantly bike people and you know, there's like sometimes kids playing, you've got to be careful. So I didn't stop short, but I was definitely breaking harder than I normally would in that situation. Immediately as I do that, I look at my rear rear mirror like, damn, that pickup truck is getting super close to me. And then in that split second, I realized this motherfucker is going to hit me. So then I put on my gas a little bit. And then I realized this woman is walking. So I have to make a split second. Do I get into a fender bender? I've alleviated some or of it. Or kill somebody. <laughs> or kill someone. I honestly <laughs> contemplated killing this woman. I, de- <laughs> I decided to break completely. He hit me very slightly. I'll get into that in a second. As I'm like just realizing the doom of getting in a minor car accident and I was perfectly fine. I just was like looking at the woman and she never walked across. She kind of just stood there like, and I kind of just, and I just ended up driving and like pulled over and I kind of just like looked at her like, why don't you just walk across the cross? (laughs) Just to like make it worth it. Yeah. But yeah, I looked in my rear view mirror. She just kept walking and she had a great day. Well, thank you. Um, obviously, it wasn't her fault. So basically, it was a young kid. There's no doubt in my mind. He probably was looking at his phone, not paying attention, didn't see the brake lights. Good kid. Now, I'm kind of curious your guys' take on how I handled it. I looked at my car. It wasn't that much damage, right? Like, uh, it, it wasn't that bad. He had a pickup. It never truck. looks that bad. It never looks that bad. Correct. So I also knew at the back of my mind, like, I can't just like brush this off. And then I did look and it did buckle basically right below my license plate where that like flat areas at the top of the bumper. It had like a little hairline, like, uh, like actual, like, uh, not a scratch, like a true puncture in it. So I was like, shit, it's fucking paint can't fix this. It's an old car that I'm probably going to trade in, in like a year from now. And the kid was nice. He was like, I'd really prefer not to go through insurance. You can take my information. So we exchanged numbers. I took his information. I was like, honestly, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm going to go to Honda Collision Center right now and get an estimate. 
and I'll text you. You'd be like, no, I, I appreciate it. You're not going through insurance. So I did it, got an estimate. And it was 800 bucks. In this moment, hmm. I was like, do I just say, like, I, I don't even want to get it repaired. Like convenience, you know what I mean? I, I honestly didn't want to get it repaired. It's very hard to even see. And I'm not going to drive this car for longer than a year. But at the same point, like, I don't know if it was appropriate or not, but I wanted to give him the option. Hey, it's 800 bucks. I'm going to get it repaired you're going to pay for it or I don't get it repaired because I don't feel like it, but you're still going to Venmo me 500 bucks. But then I kind of would have felt guilty if I just pocketed his cash. So I didn't even give him that ultimatum. I just called him and he was like, all right, when are you getting repaired? I was like, probably next week. Um, but I also didn't know how to organize that. I was like, so how are we doing this? Are you going to like just Venmo me? Like, how are you going to pay for this? He was like, no, I'll just come over there when you get it repaired and, and we can settle it then. So, uh, Hopefully he's telling the truth and we'll see next week. So that's going to be something on my mind for a week. Fun stuff. You're wondering if our reaction to how you handled that. Yeah. Like, would you have called insurance? Like, I've, I feel like I'm just like, was I too trustworthy in that moment? I was just like, it's, it's really not worth it. Like at the end of the day. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I totally get why you did what you did. I think it's a nice thing that you, like, he didn't want to go through insurance. You were like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I don't have a lot of damage in your head. You're like, I'm getting rid of this car soon anyway. I don't know that, like, I would have been that trusting of him. I think I, this is me not being in your situation at all. Yeah. I wonder if I would have been like, get, <sighs> this is so awkward. Like, I, don't, I actually don't think I would say this, but I'm almost like, what if I said to him in that moment, give me X amount of money and we're good. Like, but right now. Right. And or right I'm going to call insurance right now. Honestly, that thought crossed my mind. Even after I got off the phone with them about like the repair, after I had the estimate, I'm like, I kind of asked for like 200 bucks down right now, just in case this guy completely screws right. me, but I've already made the commitment of trust at that point. And yeah, as soon as I got back in my car after the accident, I'm just like, should I have called insurance? And I'm like, he seemed, he honestly did seem like a nice kid. I saw his like license. Like I took a picture of all his information just in case. So I know where he lives one mile away from my house. So I will hunt him down. if okay. he's You did everything right then. As yes. someone who's been in many fender benders, um, I think you handled it beautifully. Um, wh why would you go for insurance if it's a fender bender? Now you exactly. get his information just in case. I would say, let me just take a picture of your insurance and your driver's license, or you can send it to me right now. I would wait there. Got it. Thanks, Brian. See you in court. What's his name? Um, Noah. Noah. Hmm. Was That's he a, handsome? It's a Bible name. Yeah. I was going to say it was a biblical name. So it got me thinking and he did kept like, cause at one point I was like, I kind of just like said out loud and, I, and it's almost embarrassing that I said that I was like, you're not going to screw me. Right. <laughs> like that is such an Albert line. I know. I, I really saw my dad. I was like, you're not going to screw me. Right. Like I, I said, it pretty seriously too. And he was like, no, dude, 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 you don't have anything to work. Dude, I would never do that. Never, never. And I was just like, we're best friends, man. I love you. <laughs> it was honestly a very genuine response. I was like, all right, he's good. Did he have like, I a, trust him. 
Did he have a nice truck and or and did he have damage on his car? He didn't have any damage. I asked him, I was like, how's your car looking? And he kind of looked at me, kind of like half smart. He was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Like, I got it. It's my car up against your Honda, fucker. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you the made first... the right move. And the fact that you went yeah. to the collision center right away to get the estimate, I'm surprised it's only $800. Usually they hike that up like crazy. Mersville. Mersville. Right. And it was a Honda collision center, which like through the dealership. So I, I just figured they'd really hike it up and this kid was going to push back. But I also think he's just a young kid who's just like, I just really don't want insurance involved. 800 bucks, I'll take it, whatever. Um, but yeah, that was a nice two hours out of my afternoon when I just thought I was going to Dunkin' Donuts. And it just makes you think like, yeah, I have to take that dumbass walk to the mailbox to get no mail. That pedestrian have to be there. But you can't do that. Obviously, well, what, you know, that pedestrian, what if she did walk and then you would have been in more trouble and you killed her? How about that one? She seemed like she was standing there for a while. My point is she could have walked clearly at a slow pace and I would have never even had the break. And she kind of stood there like an idiot, like the, all pedestrians do. Just go, just go. I'm not going to run you over. Anyway. Um, I take, if you're next to a fucking crosswalk, walk the fucking crosswalk. Just do it. My hot take suck last week. That's my new hot take. And can you imagine if you are lucky enough to get hit, you are probably dealing with a nice lawsuit for the rest of your life. So come on. It may be a limp leg. What the fuck? Worth it. Jesus. Anyway, worth um, it for money for life. As life I remember, life. I remember when we would go to Ocean City uh, as friends all the time. We'd you know search forever for parking on the street, and we'd end up parking several blocks from the beach. And I remember being with Dan, and Ocean City has this very apparently, from what I've heard, a very strict law about like when pedestrians are crossing, you have to stop for them. Mm-hmm. apparently that's what i've heard and dan would always be like he would never even stop and he'd be like if they hit me i'm rich if they hit me i'm rich yeah oh and him I, as a pedestrian him as a pedestrian yes yeah, yeah as yes. a pedestrian oh i can totally stop and even things. look for cars it was just like <laughs> I'm just going to walk, and if they hit me i'm going to be rich now i look the shore is different but i look both ways but in if I have the right of way. I am moving regardless of what's yeah. going on, of course. So, but yeah, I, I can totally see Dan saying, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Run me over. All right, boys. So as I was kind of contemplating this past week and, and we had talked beforehand, we were kind of going through just various items in our life. And I kind of want to do like a fun little you know, top three episode, right? So we'll just kind of go through one of the experiences that we had this past week and we'll have a random top three ranking and we'll see where it goes from there. But starting things off, we're going to start with the day Ashton was born, which was Monday night, if you guys remember. Eric, you didn't actually join the FaceTime. You missed it. Ryan, you were on there. Wait, right. You were sweaty as hell. Were you like running? No, I had just finished uh, mowing my lawn and I was, <laughs> I, was of, I was in the middle of weed whacking. So I remember I, seeing I, Ryan first. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just drenched. I was drenched in sweat. Yeah, you were. 
And, uh, and obviously Brandon was like holding his newborn son in like full scrubs and a mask and everything like that, which was great. But right after that, right. And God bless Ashton. I started texting you guys about the bachelorette and it just made me realize it's become one of my guilty pleasures during COVID-19 quarantine. And it's just a fun show to watch. You need those dumb reality shows. And I'm sure that's all three of our guilty pleasures, to be honest. Maybe not Ryan's. He's a little bit better than Eric and I. No. But I think I want to hear our top three guilty pleasures. I already gave you my first one. I'll give you my two on the, on the end of this chat. But Eric, Ryan, give me some guilty pleasures. Well, I'll, I'll chime in here because, yes, Bachelor, Bachelorette, especially in the beginning, very good trashy TV. It is so funny. Once it gets to, like, the top six or eight, no one gives a shit. I don't even no. think the females care because the drama's <laughs> kind of gone, and then you're like, oh, everybody here sucks anyway. <laughs> um, I have a lot of guilty pleasures. Uh, it does. On TV, on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. But one that I, um, I don't know, it just tickles me pink to watch is obviously on HGTV, so many home renovation shows. I love um, Unsellable Houses. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched this, two women that are twins. So I think we just automatically have a connection I also love people that I think most people think are really, really annoying because they are the epitome of very annoying, like finish each other's sentences, look like they had too many cups of coffee. And I am, I'm all in on those type of personalities because I'm like, you're different. I like that. Um, And the whole premise of the show is you can't sell your house. So we will invest some of our own money, like 40,000 or 50,000, do some good renovations, sell it for you, and then split the profit that you get on top of it. So it's kind of a no brainer for the person who can't sell it. And they usually sell it in one to two days. They're also re- they're renovators and they're real estate people like most of these people in these shows. And that most interesting thing is this season, it's when the market has shifted to like what the prices are now. Yeah. So like the last episode was listed for, they tried to unsell uh, the unsellable price was four fifteen. Then they put some money into it and they're like, we think we can sell this for a little over five. It went for seven seventeen, And it's just like, it's, I just get like such a rush for these people, but I'm also like, how aren't you like shouting at the top of the buildings? Yeah. I am rich. <laughs> <laughs> They, they just keep it cool on TV. They're like, that's a great price. I think we're going to accept that offer. Like, oh, you think, you motherfucker? You just <laughs> ended up 200 grand up. Oh but yeah, I uh, I love those twins. It's a great show. It's an hour show, Tuesday nights. Um, it's for me. And it's my guilty pleasure. Never heard of it. Yeah, I'll have to give it a it's shot. It's a new one. They've been, try- they've been doing a rotation of new shows because of Discovery Plus. They yeah. want everybody to subscribe. So they're basically showcasing any kind of fucking show that could be on Discovery Plus. Yeah. This housing market scares the shit out of me. Thank God none of us are looking for a house anytime soon. I got a premonition wow. today, though, and we'll let you go for your guilty pleasure that the economy will crash at the end of this year. So I'm like 
preemptively thinking in October, do I put everything in bonds? Just so all my listeners know, that's going to be my financial strategy. Ryan, what's your guilty pleasure? Interesting. Okay. Um, well, I'll just stick with the theme of this first round and say, and and this actually goes back a bit to our group text because last night I was chastised when I suggested a show to the group. Partic- in particular, I was suggesting it to Brandon and Adam. And in hindsight, I should have just texted them separately in my other group with them. Um, but I thought, no, I'm going to tell everyone about a good show because it's a good show. So <laughs> backing up a little, a show that I very much enjoy is the Great British Bake Off. Mm. Um, it is a baking show based in Britain. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Is that obviously. what it's about? But what is so great about it and what differentiates it <laughs> from all of the dozens of baking and cooking shows that are on Food Network and all of those different channels is that it's not overly produced. It's not this fancy music and the lights and you're in a stadium or you're like cheesy challenges about like, it's just like you get to know the people because it's the same people every week that are competing and one person leaves every week. And it's just very like wholesome and British and, um, and again, I, I, Sarah and I talk about this all the time. It's not overly produced. And it's just so much more interesting because of that. Like real, real. I'm feels- glad you said that. I am honestly picturing a very overproduced. Let's make this as niche British as possible. Oh, did you sip the tea? Like, you know, and I, British humor is hilarious. So I was like, that's my, that's why like Adam likes it. Cause yeah. we all know Adam like belongs in London somewhere. Well, but. and the host, <laughs> there's been several hosts over the, I don't know, seven or eight seasons and they're, they're always like comedians. So they sort of add like a little bit of a flair to it. Um, and one of the current hosts is actually the guy who did the old Greg character. So it's I'm just old Greg. I'm old Greg. Anyway, last night I, I recommended a very similar pottery show, which I'm not in the pottery, but it it's the exact same show, but it's about pottery. And I was just uh, like, if you like the other one, you'll like this. And then everyone's like, Hey Ryan, you're a fucking idiot. So um, Ryan, that's a great guilty pleasure. First of all, I don't know, hate, no shade towards your choice in television. That is amazing for you. I'm sure I would find it entertaining. I just thought to myself, imagine 15 years ago, yeah. you being like, guys, you want to see this great show? It's about pottery. <laughs> like, it's really just so funny to think about that. Like, you're 20 and you're like, I'm going to text my guy friends about pottery during the Sixers playoff run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, Steve, what's your number two? Number two. Um, so when I started thinking about this category, I was like, all right, what do I do on my phone? And it was so easy. And I've become addicted to playing golf on my phone. And it's not even just playing like golf on my phone, right? Everyone has probably a go-to phone game, right? Um, 
in this golf game, it's just so fun because there's so many different facets. You could play random people, right? Because it's connected to the internet. You can join tur- tournaments and do like an 18 hole tournament. You could join clans, which people clearly have become addicted like myself because there's chats in the clans and they they talk to people like across the country I'm envisioning about like, Oh, how was, you know, your daughter's recital? Like they're literally meeting people and like starting friendships with their golf clansmen. Please tell me you're in a clan, please. So I'm in a clan. I'm in a clan. I don't really chat too much unless it's a topic that I want to join in on. I do not like the term clan. For I know <laughs> it's kind of a weird <laughs> term, but uh, I, I, to be honest, I never chat, I, I, but it's a very fun four minutes to play a game, you know, typical part three, part four, part fives. You can, but the thing is you need, if you want to buy nicer balls, if you want to use nicer clubs, you got to put some money in. Of course. Realize like $3.99, no brainer, $4.99, no brainer. And I think like over the like months and like probably give us, dollars, give us a real number. I want a real, not real number, exaggerated number. Not an on average. One week, I will spend probably five to six dollars on this app. And I've been playing for about nine months. So nine times four is 36 times five, probably 150 bucks I put into it. Wow. Steve, I, I am really so bad. Sounds really, and I told Mal that I'm just like, uh, I forget how I brought up. I was like, God damn it. Like I was so pissed off. I missed a shot. She was like, why are you so mad? Do you win money on that? And I was like, no. She was like, and who cares? You're not losing money. I was like, I paid for these balls. <laughs> she was like, you put money onto that stupid game? It's like, it's two bucks a week. All right, relax. Don't, why don't you go buy some lotion? Like, I don't give a shit. I am so, like, I am giddy that Steve Vernacchio plays a video game and is in a clan and puts <laughs> money into it. Like, there's something about that that takes the Steve that lives by principles and is jokingly made fun of as being very robotic and like Steve loves a video game. That makes me so happy. That is me to my core. I'm a Madden guy. If I had the time, to be honest, I don't play Call of Duty because I suck at it. And it frustrated me the hell out of it. Even when we had that fun stretch, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. If I killed four people that time, I got lucky as hell. They go, they're in my way. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love it. I need something to occupy my time, just get away from the real world. And that's well, my- here's a little, uh, a little thing for you. Obviously we've talked, we might've talked about this before. Brandon, Adam and I all have switches, Nintendo switches yeah. that we play Fortnite or we used to, we really don't anymore. Um, but we have talked about how there's a Mario golf game coming out the end of this month. And I'm pretty sure you can connect with friends and play it. So we've been targeting it saying like, should we all buy this game? You might want to get in on this, buddy. That may be the thing that gets me in. Because even Fortnite seems fun, but I could tell it's going to be some, I see the replays, of course, of like experts playing. I'm just like, they're going through walls. I'm very confused. How do they see these other opponents like in this like map? But I'm in. It's got to be like strategic, but also doable. When, when, exactly. it, when you have to go to a Reddit page to figure out how to f- figure out a game, I'm like, well, I'm fucked. Because if I'm not good at it, 
I don't have to be great, but if I'm not good at it, then I'm done with it. So, Correct. Yep. but I, uh, I think I need to join this because like I am missing out on video games. Like I am, I am like feeling a very nostalgic feeling and like, I'm about to be a dad. So like, that's what dads do. Right. And I, can I join the dad video game crew. I mean, I'll talk I have to them. N64 at my house. <laughs> we can play Smash Brothers. Well, well, we'll talk about it. Easy, easy. I mean, I'm not good <laughs> at anything, so I need to I need to prep. I haven't. Pl- I'm very rusty. All right, Eric, hit us with your number two. So, I think a big guilty pleasure is, like Steve said, going on your phone and doing something, and. I will go to Instagram and do you guys go to your discover page? Like the, the search a lot? No. Only That's when I'm good. searching for something and then yeah. I see the discover and I'm reminded that it's there. Dude, don't go because <laughs> the algorithm fucks with your brain. It sees you did one thing, then shows you three of that thing. Then it shows you five of that thing. Then it shows you a related thing. And then I find myself every time I go on Instagram, I'm checking, you know, some stories. I'm checking some posts that my friends are posting and I'll go on discovery and I'm finding these hilarious memes and like other stuff that I'm looking at. But my guilt or guilty pleasure is there's this one account and it's like old people <laughs> that get like a facelift but like, I'm talking about like rejuvenation. Like they look like they're 80 and all of a sudden they look 30. And like, I'm addicted sometimes to just be looking through these things and being like, I don't get it. How do you look so young? Like, and and then I want to see how far they take it. Like how far is it going to look? I don't know. And it, I will find myself, I'm not proud of this guilty pleasure. It's like a weird pleasure that I guess is happening in like, you know, the nuances of time. And I'm just like, my brain just needs it to zone out. But lately I've been seeing, uh, there's this trend going around and our women listeners, shout out to uh, Shannon Thompson. Sure, pretty sure she's the only loyal women listener, maybe Sarah. Um, Fox eyes is a thing where they pretty much just staple your eyes up. And that's what like all these, like, like Kendall Jenner has that. That's why she looks so much better. You know what I mean? And like Bella Hadid and all these like models. And it's crazy to watch these girls who look great. They look like, you know, our wives, they look normal, but then they get Fox eyes, like Uh, surgeries or fillers. And all of a sudden it's like every Instagram filter. It's like puffed up cheeks, nose. Anyway. It's a sick world. And I'm honestly trying to change my algorithm because I'm like, I need to stop seeing like these fucked up surgery pictures. That is messed up. But I can see how really, honestly, lately I'm just like, and now I'm like, it's not a, it's not attractive. Like it's really just weird. So it's, um, I guess it's a pleasure I'm trying to kick. Um, I'm, I'm, Half day sober from it. Hey, this is a, <laughs> this is a safe place. We'll get you through it. Why don't you next week, uh, if there is a next week with you, why don't you just remind us and, and let's try the baby steps. One week without. You know, 
I will say, and this was my third guilty pleasure, but it's kind of in the same boat on Instagram. I'm, I love a good corporate millennial meme, like, and sending it to coworkers. I, it's like my favorite thing. I literally just like laugh. Like I laugh out loud. Like, like this one you sent last one you sent. Last one I sent was, uh, something it said me. I don't, I don't know if I really feel comfortable going into the office yet. And then it was like, <laughs> I'm laughing. Also me. And it was like a guy with like an open shirt on a yacht, <laughs> like traveling the world. And I just thought that was so <laughs> And that actually is funny. Because <laughs> it's like, I'm not going into the office. I don't feel comfortable, but like, oh, I will go anywhere in the world. Right <laughs> and I think it just brings me a lot of joy because you have to laugh at how like we are literally Dave Matthews ants marching every day. Nothing means anything. We're not doing any good for the world. Jeff Bezos hasn't paid taxes in two years and either has Amazon. So um, Ryan, off to you. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, um, I've been a, a bone cracker my whole life. So I crack my knuckle. Wow, we're just jumping into it. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you here. This is a weird one. All right. So I crack my fingers. I crack my neck. I crack my back. I have this weird tendency, like, especially in the morning where I crack my ankle and my knee, like, and then an hour later, without even thinking about it, I'm cracking my fingers. I'm like, everything recharges and I'm cracking again. But the actual guilty pleasure is that I love staying on theme here with like things you watch on your phone. I love watching like chiropractic back cracking videos on YouTube. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, Brett Walker and I, loyal listener, shout out to Brett Walker, probably in his cop car listening to this right now. We love you, Brett. Thanks for serving this country. Um, or your county or town. Yeah, um, the county more so. <laughs> the casino. Um, <laughs> we've always talked about we've always talked about how like he likes that too. It's just this weird, like it must be like an what's that called? ASMR thing. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think where that's like you get this like pleasure from like a sound. And I I could I could go down a rabbit hole where I'm literally just watching video after video of people getting their backs cracked their necks yeah. cracked, their legs cracked i don't know what it is but i just i love it wait ryan okay i need to share this video with you if we haven't talked about it in the chat or i don't know who brought it to me but it's a kid with like horrible scoliosis or something and he's hunched back a Latin kid. I don't know if you've seen this video. Maybe. And it's an Australian doctor. Yes, I like- I've seen it. I've yes. Seen- and uh, Adam shared it probably. And honestly, I'm like, could this be fake? <laughs> because- Wait, remind me. Remind me what happened. Basically, it's like multiple sessions. Like the guy's <sighs> got a, com- the poor kid has a complete hunchback and the doctor tries to straighten them out like a centimeter. And he's like, oh, the pain. And like, the doctor works on him and the first crack, it's like he fucking almost kills him with the crack of the neck. Yeah. And the the kid is getting, and then he walks at the end of it. And I'm like half crying, half like, give me that crack in that neck. 
<laughs> so like truly he just was so tense or something with his bones was so he messed tried up. surgeries and everything and it's like a holistic medicine obviously of just like finding the right i i don't even know what to say because i'm obviously not a professional but i hope that was real and i hope it did work but um yeah to see like a neck crack mm. and being like you just think like there's so much fluid or something getting out. It's it's a release of like, yes. There's this happened. one, there's this one guy, this one chiropractor I watch. He's this Asian guy, and I think he's in New York City. And he he has someone sit like any of us are sitting right now on the table, and he climbs up on the table behind them and like grabs their head and just out of note, he's like, give me full control of your head. And they all just like let their head flop in his hands. And then he does this quick maneuver that literally looks like he's going to snap their head off. And the crack that comes from it is it's chef's kiss. And they always are just like, and their eyes get so big and they get so scared. And then they're like, Oh my God. And they're like turning their head more than they ever have in their life. And I'm just like, give me that, please. That's why we want it. That's why we watch it so bad because have you ever been to a chiropractor or no. anything? Yeah, like I have never seen anybody. And like, I just know if I go, it'll be average experience. Like right. sure, I'll get some immediate relief or something. But I'm just yearning for that trick, like that crack. I just want like an Asian man to climb on me and crack my neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to get lost. That's a good one, right? Yeah, that is a really good one. And now I want to see that video with uh, that Australian doctor too. So to wrap up, um, my last one, honestly, Ryan, I think you just made me think of my last one as you were describing it. Now, I don't know if it can be a guilty pleasure after only maybe having it done to myself like three times in my life, but when you go to the doctor and you have a nice earplug, getting that hot water syringe in your ear to just unclog all the nonsense in there because we all use q-tips i'm sure which is technically really bad for you from a wax perspective also i could never see myself not using q-tips i mean these are just nasty you have to use them but it's clearly just pushing all the crap down there are times that shit like literally ryan i know what's happened to you before i have not been able to hear well out of my ear and i'm just like i'm clogged up and then boom and it is that is the like looking at the light moment of, oh my gosh, like this is what I needed. The fact that it like almost throws off your equilibrium afterwards, you're just like, what? Just yeah, you feel like you might puke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, but, uh, when it happens, you look in the thing and see what came out of your ear, right? So I know uh, what you're talking about, but some of our listeners may not. You guys are literally talking about like a saline solution syringe up your ear with such force that it takes out like a clog of earwax. Yeah. Right. Like and then they have like a special container that literally sits against your neck and captures all the water. And you just see a foggy yellow water with chunks in it after it. And you want to look because you're just going to be like, I got out the demons. It's like so clean. Oh. Yeah. It's pure. It's like you look in the toilet after a nice big shit. Oh, good. <laughs> You gotta be proud. Eric, did you have any more guilty pleasures? And ride, did you? Yeah, I, I got guy. so many more, but 
we won't get into the demons. I already shared my fox eyes surgery filler. Crap. I'll just mention quickly my last one, which is um, this is this is going to wrap myself out to Sarah a bit. But there are times when um, we're making dinner, Sarah's making dinner, and she's like, there's one ingredient I need that we thought we have, but we didn't. And I'm always like, oh, you want my the grocery store is right around the corner from our house. So it's a very, we can be, if literally I just got the one thing and came back less than 10 minutes, maybe even five minutes, but I always volunteer because I always want to grab a candy bar when I'm there. So <laughs> I go in, I grab the thing. That's I'm in the line, all the candies there. You guys know we had the candy bar um, episode. I love a good candy bar, a good Reese's grab one, shove it down my gullet on my way home. When I get home, my breath smells a little bit like peanut butter. Don't kiss the wife. Um, anyway. <laughs> Don't share the evidence. Is it usually Reese's? It's usually a Reese's. It's usually, yeah. And every once in a while, it's a pack of Airheads. There's something about Airheads I freaking love. Is it the normal Airheads? Yeah. Like normal size? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know, I love a fucking airhead. Like, so good, give right? me a mystery every day of the week. Jesus. Did you make the pillow with it? Yes. I would always do that, but I also, like, liked it without it. Like, I would be like, this one I'll make the pillow. This one I'll just have regular. <laughs> God, I'm an airhead I'm... guy. Hmm. Oh, okay. You can do topic I, I i was out at uh dinner on saturday night with a couple from florida um we actually went to like a it wasn't a chainy type of restaurant but chain restaurants got brought up because just to confirm you did not go to florida because if you went to florida we're gonna be pissed no i did not go to florida they were here from florida they, well they're originally from florida it's a resident now that okay. matters School with. I don't know when Steve travels and doesn't hey, tell. Me, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Greece in two weeks. Anyway, thank you. We're at the dinner and something about chain restaurants got brought up. And I just feel like Florida is chain restaurant like country. And unless you're all like on the coasts, right. Or in like, you know, the Southern part of Florida, which is, you know, much nicer like Miami and everything like that. It's just big on chain restaurants. And there's a lot, a lot of chain restaurants where I live right now. I just thought it'd be fun to just figure out like, what are my top three chain restaurants? And I'll start this topic by just saying like, I asked Mallory because I was just like, oh, what do you think your top three like chain restaurants were? She was like Chick-fil-A. I was like, well, that's like fast food. I wouldn't consider that chain. She was like, nothing, absolutely nothing. I would never eat at a chain restaurant. I was like, okay, thanks. You're helpful. So that's a zero. That's a nothing from Mallory. So what I consider chain is I'll say a place that you're actually sitting in and being waited upon. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, you know, I, I was going to caveat this because it was difficult for me as well. Like, do we include, you know, like a Panera and like a Chipotle in there? No. Okay, Ryan's shaking his head. So we'll, so we want to to me, what I think you're referring to is a sit-down restaurant where there's a waiter. Yes. Yeah. Like Applebee's would be a clear example yeah. of a chain restaurant. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go through my three really quick. 
Like this was hard for me to be honest. I don't even know if I have three. I think I only have two. The one that I was proud of, like actually finding Anthony coal fire pizza. Like that is a chain restaurant that not like, I don't know if it's located everywhere in the country. I think it's actually like the Northeast and maybe Florida. Um, but that's one where I could actually say to Mallory, let's go to Anthony's, get a pizza, have like a couple beers. And I could like feel comfortable with that meal. So like, I'm really proud of that choice. Yeah, that's good. Two. And again, I know this is upscale, but I'll throw it out there because it's a chain restaurant, Capitol Grill. That's a chain restaurant. I mean, maybe I'm cheating here. No, I. that's a chain restaurant. It's a chain restaurant. You're not cheating. I'm hoping your third one is like a, is going to be like a shittier one. To be honest, my third one, I was trying to, what's the name of it? The shenanigans, the one that closed. Bennigan's? Bennigan's. Shenanigan's. Yeah, I think Bennigan's too, but it's gone, bro. Well, I had to put on, I, I could not think of a third one because yeah. it was that hard for me. And obviously they're all the same pretty much. And it yeah. just, those were the two that stuck out to me, the Capitol Ground and Anthony's Coal Fire. Where I'm like, I could see myself going there comfortably with like friends, family, or even Mallory on a date and being like, okay, this works. Yeah. Ryan. So I was trying to think of these on the fly, to be honest. Um, there's a place near us, and I do think it's a chain. I think there are other locations. It's called BJ's Brew House, and it's very much like – it's just like you said. It's like all of them, right? Like, yeah. But it's – I feel like they have a great menu. I mean, for Sarah, it's a brew house, so they do have their own like um, beer that they brew, um, which I guess is a, is a draw. Um, but I've always enjoyed everything I've gotten there and I think there's more than one. So there you go. The, we, it's so hard. Cause like, we don't really go out to dinner anymore with two kids. I was just telling you guys in the text last night, we went to a, um, like a fast casual pizza place last night. Cause it was by where we were out and, um, we haven't been out to dinner with the girls in so long because of covid and even if we had been going out to dinner it's like going out to dinner with two little kids is not a fun experience that's what i was gonna ask like expand on that more to eric and i is it just so much work it's like get me the hell out of here it's like keeping them controlled our kids already already are not great eaters when it comes to like a meal like they'll mm-hmm. snack for days But when it comes to a meal, it's very frustrating to get them to eat the meal. So like you're spending money that you know is going to be wasted. Um, And again, it's mostly about just like controlling them, especially in the time of COVID where they want to like get up and move around. And like there's people that are probably uncomfortable being near other people. So it's just this whole thing. But I do remember sort of back before the kids, like the one real chain restaurant that sarah and i went to at least a couple times uh was outback steakhouse we (laughs) we we would like drive there wasn't one really close but like i don't know that's like one of the few real you think of a chain restaurant and outback is on that list 
of just like classic chain restaurants and we always is, had like a good meal there <laughs> is that the blooming onion one yeah they, yeah. yeah yeah and didn't honestly homo work there no he worked at applebee's didn't he he did but i don't know i'm just getting like an outback sense for like maybe he did i don't think so i think there would have been more australian jokes with him if if so (laughs) yeah that's true and honestly i couldn't come up with a third because i feel like at this point too hard we just we don't go out to dinner often and in those rare instances we do it's more like what mallory said it's like a chipotle uh fast casual place because we just don't have the capacity for more than that i know it's it this was a really tough one i'm trying to think of one because there's got to be some and steve you were kind of, well capital rose is a little bit more common but like redstone there's a bunch of redstones of course i'd pick a redstone but like for this category i don't know if that really counts like anybody would go to a redstone and of course. Meal, i'm sure but um, I literally just couldn't think of anything. And I just kept on going back to Panera. But obviously, that doesn't fit the bill. <laughs> um, we just always have that Panera. Panera. I, I did think about, though, when I was looking through this, that I could figure something out at most places. At an Applebee's, you know what I mean? You're like, you can get wings. Like, you can get um, Anthony's Cofile Pete pizza the pizza is gonna be good yeah it's um, good. but if it's solely italian you can't be a chain that that's my thing like it's got to be a mom and pop or it's got to be i don't know a small franchise or something because you're not going to get good pasta you're not going to get good sauce you're not yes i said sauce not gravy tomo um you're not going to get good bread like so I don't, I know I don't have a chain, but I know that I can't eat at like, I mean, look, I'll have a fucking chicken parm at an Olive Garden if, if worse comes to worse. But have you ever eaten at an Olive Garden? I don't think I have. Lunch one time with Jen Campbell. <laughs> with Jen Campbell. <laughs> he was like, you want to go to Olive Garden? I was like, wow, I've never been. Let's do it. And we got like the endless, uh, Pasta and salad. Breadsticks, yeah. And I enjoyed it because it was like, you can't fuck up breadsticks and salad and shit. Well, Well, that's what they're famous for too. Funny you should say that. The last time I went to Olive Garden was probably, it was before the girls. So it was probably five years ago during Christmas time with my parents and Sarah and I think my aunt. Sarah and I both got unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks, and I puked that night, and I will never, ever eat at Olive Garden again. I vowed to Sarah that night. She didn't puke. She got the exact same meal as me, so it may or may not have had anything to do with the meal, but I told her, I was like, that place is now associated with puking, so we'll never go there ever again. Like, help me understand. I need to get in the mindset five. Like, what made you guys go to Olive? Like, why do people go to Olive Garden? It's it was not my choice. It, we're talking about the family that yeah. that for my mom's birthday in September last year ordered Wawa hoagies. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I just. Sarah and I left. And not we even like, primos. Not even primos. 
Sarah and I left like, really? What the fuck? My dad didn't put any thought into it. And my mom is just easygoing. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. But like, what are we talking here? Like hoagies that you chopped up or like yeah, individual no, like, orders? Like, what do you, no, no. Like, what do you want? What do you want? We're going to order individual things. And that's going to be my mom's birthday dinner. Oh my gosh. That's, I mean, COVID yeah. times are rough, but no, that, no, 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 no. Really don't, don't chalk it up to that. Okay. <laughs> so I'm so glad you just. But Steve, to your point too, like sometimes you just go with what's easy. So I know if like if it's with some of my in laws, we'll just do whatever is easy. But I I don't think we've like bonefish we've gone to, but bonefish like is good. Yeah, you can find actually yeah. bonefish could be on mine. Bonefish is definitely good, but. It's like, just give me the fucking bang bang shrimp for every fucking meal. I love how they have a bang bang menu and it's like, um, oh, so you just want to like literally give me it in every single <laughs> Yeah, I guess, you know, I really should have thought about this before, but P.F. Chang's is somewhere we've always enjoyed going to. Um, I would go there again. I mean, I feel like that's sort of on the same scale as like uh, bonefish. It's like. You yeah. know you're going to be able to find something that's good on that me- on that menu. So fucking lettuce wraps, dude. Exactly. And that is the equivalent of the bang bang shrimp. Exactly. <laughs> All right boys, we're going to round out this top 3 segment with a quick with a quick one. And this got brought up simply because hey, there's been a lot of m- birthdays this past month, month and a half. We've had my wife's, Mark's, what? Brooks um ashton's is now this past month i feel like there's just a ton of birthdays in may and june i know um nora wait was was nora's recent too yeah two weeks before brooks yeah okay i always know that together so with birthdays come desserts and i'm like a very simple dessert person but i'm always curious to just understand like you had to pick your top three desserts like not too much conversation around it. Just, I just really want to understand what would be the three desserts that you would order from a restaurant or really want maybe at like your home birthday party. Eric, I'm going to start with you. All right. I have them all. I just thought of it at home. It would definitely be a funfetti cake. Love a funfetti cake Um, at restaurants. I'm, I'm always going towards the chocolate. I don't discriminate. They're going to do everything good. I, I don't really like a tiramisu or a cannoli or a cheesecake. Like I could eat a cheesecake, but it's not my top pick. I'm going for a dark chocolate, triple chocolate, like the most rich chocolate you can get in a cake. That's what I want. Um, or so just, a, just a chocolate cake, pretty much. But like a chocolate lot of- cake, but like. Decadent. Good Italian dark chocolate cake. I, I had this one chocolate and I granted I had a full fucking bottle of wine. I'll never forget this birthday dinner. Dana had a panic attack. Literally, she had to walk out of the restaurant. We were just so stuffed in there, like a Philly restaurant. And I remember you telling me this. And she's like, I need to get out of here. And I was like, What do you mean? Because I am wasted at this point. And she was like, There's too <laughs> much going on. And I was like, Walk out. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I got a flourless, which I don't know how you make a flourless cake. It was a flourless dark chocolate cake. 
best fucking thing I've ever had in my life. Sadly, I think because of the pandemic, that restaurant is now closed. Um, <laughs> another sad. dessert that I will always be thinking about is if there's like a huge cookie with like, mm. and I'm not a vanilla person, but like a vanilla scoop on top, but then like hot fudge all over it. And then like that kind of like soft cookie with the ice cream. Oh, I'm good with that. I, I love it. I love those three choices, right guy? Yeah, actually, Eric definitely took some of mine. And I know there will be like after this podcast, I'll think about it and be like, fuck, I remember this other thing. <laughs> just go to Obviously. just go to the supermarket and get a Reese's and yeah. think about it. <laughs> so like a homemade cake for a birthday. I agree with Eric. I'm all about funfetti. That's that's great for me. At a restaurant, I was going to say I love a nice warm chocolate chip cookie in like a skillet. Yes. With, like, a, big scoop of vanilla ice cream, or it could be a brownie, but I would prefer the chocolate chip warm cookie. That's like the dessert that you and Mallory split at Continental. (laughs) And then another thing that I've had before, and I can't remember a particular one. There is a, there's a cupcake place near us that has this cupcake that is chocolate frosting chocolate cake but in the middle of the chocolate cake is like molten chocolate Mm. so like it's the sort of thing where you like cut into the um cupcake and the chocolate just sort of like pours out and that sort of gets to your chocolate cake thing eric i'm but as you guys know i have a sweet tooth and i'll eat just about anything (laughs) like just crack my neck and give me a fucking chocolate cake yes seriously very simple guy my three are pound cake, probably the most boring dessert, but I just love it. Because You've always been a pound cake guy. But with that one too, you could also put a nice vanilla scoop on there. What is usually sometimes she buys like almost like a coffee flavored ice cream with pound cake, and then you have I poured coffee on it, and it like absorbs. Yeah. It's very good, fantastic. Can't go wrong there. Two, my favorite cookie of all time, and I believe Panera had a version of this. Is basically like kind of like a double fudge chocolate cookie with white chocolate chip books, mm-hmm. uh, chocolate, chocolate chip, chocolate chips. I don't know why I said chocolate chip cooks. Um, but those <laughs> cookies are fantastic. I have a speech on that. Thanks too quick. Um, and then my last one, I actually had that last night. We went out to dinner with her residency program for like a little celebration for all them passing boards. And it was a very crappy Italian restaurant. Typical Greensburg, Pennsylvania, Murraysville, Pennsylvania crap. But they had a Nutella gelato and it was insane. Like, and I'm not a big Nutella person. Eric knows this. We used to always have Nutella as kids and, you know, Eric gravitated towards it. And I pretty much just stuck with uh, the peanut butter and jelly. But it was, oh my gosh, like I, I can't stop thinking about it. It was so good. <laughs> We're going to go right into our hot tag, hot tag, hot tag, and Rye Guy, that's you. Get your hot takes. Who wants one? They're all hot. Sarah and I were recently invited to a going away party um, coming up. And uh, let's see, how did this happen? I... It, it was told to us that it was sort of an, ex- it was, it's for the pastor and the pastor's family of the church that we go to. And we have become 
over the years kind of friendly with them. They've had us to their house. We've had them here. Um, I have become pretty good friends with the actual pastor. He's only 40. He's like super into football. He's a big chiefs fan. Lucky him. Um, and I recently, they're moving to Missouri. So I recently went out to lunch with him and I knew there were some going away events happening. Cause obviously a lot of people know them. Um, but we were invited to this sort of exclusive, you know, name drop, um, party at a brewery coming up in two weeks, uh, that we were told, like, just don't tell many people about this because again, there are so many people that go to this church. They wanted to keep it to like the true friends of the family and not have it be out to the mass of the church. So I go out to lunch personally with him um, as like a going away thing. I wanted to buy him lunch. And at one point we were talking about like how, like when I might see him again before he leaves. And I started to talk about, like I felt myself start to bring up this party and then all of a sudden I clenched up and was like, holy shit, is this a surprise? <laughs> and so I said words that I can't even like replicate. He must've <laughs> thought I was having like a seizure or a stroke. And then somehow like, like Spidey morphed the conversation into something. It had like, I wish there was a camera recording this because I looked like an idiot. I know I did. But what it told me afterwards, I, we acted like we may or may not see each other. Oh, if we see each other, it'll be uh, like we're getting together again, which I knew we wouldn't. Um, so he didn't bring up the party to me either. So then I texted this mutual person that we're friends with who I knew would be going. And I'm like, do you have any idea if this is a surprise party? And he actually didn't know. And he should have known, but he didn't. So then I texted Sarah and I'm like, do you know if this is a surprise party? And she's like, I don't think it is. It was never said that it is. But let me confirm with the person that actually invited us. It wasn't a surprise party. I texted him later and I was like, oh my God, did you real like, did you notice when I did this thing? I was so scared this was a surprise party. I'll see you there. And he laughed and it was fine. All that backstory is to get me to my hot take, which is I want to say that all parties for adults need to be explicitly stated whether or not they're a surprise party. Even if they aren't, I think that that is a good move to make as an adult throwing a party. As an adult throwing a party, it's rare, right? Like you compared to when you're a kid, when you're a kid, you have a birthday party almost every year if you're lucky enough to have that. But as an adult, parties are rare. And I think because of that, people are always sort of like, is this a surprise party or is this not a surprise party? That's a thing adults do. They throw surprise parties. And I find myself constantly, whenever there is any sort of party we're invited to, like first question is, is it a surprise or not? And even if it doesn't say on the invitation that it's a surprise. Now, if it's a surprise, you would think it'd be very clear on the invitation. This is a surprise. 
But if it doesn't say anything, isn't there always just a little part of you that's like, wait, is this a surprise or not? Mm -hmm. Like, I know it doesn't say surprise, but like, maybe they just forgot or maybe they assume that you know it's a surprise. I think we should all just be upfront and clear, not a surprise party on the invitation. Thoughts? I thought your hot take was going to be banished surprise parties. <laughs> that also could be a great one. But honestly, it made me think. I was like, no, you know what? Sometimes I think it's really nice, but you know what I think would be nice? And it seems like this was the perfect event for it because it was exclusive. If it's like an eight person dinner, like, and you're like, hey, I'm taking Dana out for dinner. She doesn't know you guys are going to be there. You know, that would be a great surprise. Don't make it a huge thing. I don't know. I'm probably calling out some of our friends who have had surprise parties, even though I can't think of. Uh, Sarah and Andrea threw one for Brandon and I when we turned 30. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, where was that? It was a surprise. I'm literally drawing a blur. Where was that? It was at that Mexican place in Mount Laurel. That's right. That was fun. Yeah. You know what? They are fun. It's just, it is so nerve wracking. Like when you yeah. don't know, or even if you know, and then you forget, like, right. you know, um, but yeah, for sure. It, it shouldn't even be a hot take. It should just be like a, a fucking known law. You better make that shit obvious. You better say, Shh, it's a surprise. You better like make sure that whoever is hosting that has it down on lock. Like they've told who needs to know and everybody is aware. I guess I know that you know that my hot take is is less about when it's actually a surprise and more about when it's not a surprise. And is there ever oh. a part where you are invited to a party, you were not told that it's a surprise party, but there's a little part of you that's just like, am I allowed to bring this up to the person? Like, is it a surprise party? I don't like it didn't say surprise party, but it might be. Do you ever no, have no. that feeling? I agree. We actually recently got an invitation to like Mallory's like second cousin's graduation party. It was a surprise party and they forgot to put it on the invitation. <laughs> That's the worst thing that can ever happen. I think she had to text everyone individually say, guys, I, it's a surprise. I was just like, oh my gosh. Jesus. But I'm the same way, Ryan, where in the back of my mind, sometimes I'm like also like who's invited, who's not. Obviously you're not going to get an invite list, but so I'm very hush hush. I just, I don't even know, like, you're right. Like, sometimes I just look at Mallory and I'm like, am I allowed to be saying this right now? Like, what am I allowed to say? But I agree. It should be on every invitation. Surprise? Question mark? No. I love that. There you go. We are inventing a new invitation card for everyone. I think there's a market for it. All right. I like it, boys. Eric? In case this is your last episode until Luca, good luck, my man. We can't wait to see you. you. And welcome Ashton, Carrie Comer to the world. Love you, boys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.